The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. What a gorgeous, beautiful day to be outside today. Uh, I, I do want to mention one of my old baseball buddies, um, Dale O'Gwen. He passed away uh, July the 27th of uh, last year. And uh, he was one of the more amazing people that I have ever run into. And it, it seemed like he was pretty much cornered over there where he lived was uh it, it was um near mtsu which he uh i believe he had, his degree was in science uh if i'm correct and, and but he also went to training school and he lived over there close by and he and i played together in in, in some of the first baseball um uh, uh, Little League, uh, Babe Ruth, and, and all of those things. And he was so adventurous, he would go to uh, Alaska in the wintertime and be a guide and and uh, just enjoyed life to the fullest. And he would, uh, you would like this, Zane, he would even make gold uh, belt buckles for people who were in law enforcement. and th- He would come by and... and uh, hit all the guys up and and uh, his son actually worked for the city of Murfreesboro and he would when he was young he would go with his dad to Alaska and some of those adventures that they would take place and he would they were guides in hunting and, and fishing and all of those type things so well, it's nice of you it's, what to, a great what a great guy and what a great nice family. of you to remember these uh, old baseball players around here somebody said that once upon a time, you played a little baseball. You tried to. I was a little, but little you didn't baseball. do very well at it. Oh, I was awful. I was awful. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for remembering that, Zane. Since you were not even from here, Zane Cantrell. Why did we accept you into our education community? Because uh, you were actually weren't from this county, and uh, you're over there, pretty close to. Uh, Rock Island, I think that was right, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And uh, you you knew very little about, you taught science, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And how how can you teach something that you have no information on whatsoever? <laughs> well, the, Baxter Hobgood was looking for an upgrade. Oh, in, bless in, his uh, heart. Murfreesboro City. So yeah. uh, he called up on me to come on over here. I, as a matter of fact, I was in uh, uh, Metro at the time. I was really, te- yeah, I was teaching in Metro public schools. Uh, so uh, it which was, school? 
Pardon? Which school? Well, <laughs> I had two or three different ones, so <laughs> I moved around a lot. I can't follow up on any of this stuff that you're talking <laughs> to me about. I don't want to tell you too much. <laughs> uh, when you went through the beekeeping school, did you make a bee in beekeeping? Uh, or those of you who've checked on me so far, they've gave they've given me an A in beekeeping. So, uh, David Hale, you are the president of the beekeepers in the state of Tennessee. Can you verify any of this that he's uh, related to us on the I, radio? I cannot neither confirm nor deny what he has said as the truth. But oh, you're I, an FBI agent, right? <laughs> but I am going to take him at his word. Well, oh, okay. we're, we're really excited to have David Hill with us this morning, yeah. Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. Uh -huh. David Hill, you've, you've been asking me a lot of questions about beekeeping and yeah. so on. Yeah. Now, we've got a real beekeeper here today. Ah, that's good. Yeah, we've got... Tennessee Beekeepers Association president doing an outstanding job and uh, we've got a conference coming up next month and so we're going to find out a whole lot about it today. Now what day is it exactly? That's the 5th and 6th. 4th and 5th. 4th and 5th. I'm sorry. 4th and 5th. That's on a Friday and Saturday. And uh, let's see. How is everyone invited to be there? And, and what do you have to do to be a, uh, a, a, a member of the, the uh, education part of beekeeping? Everybody is invited. Yeah. It is a Tennessee Beekeepers Association conference, but everybody is invited. Uh, you can go to the TBA website. Mm -hmm. You can find the registration for the conference on there. You can register online, pay online, and then just come and enjoy yourself. It's going to be a couple of days of really a fantastic conference that's put on. I personally believe this is going to be one of the best, if not the best, conference that TBA's ever had. Yeah. It, 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 it's not a complicated issue about bees, but you do have to have some vital information to be a beekeeper, don't you? Correct. It's a little bit more than just buying a hive or putting a box in your backyard and then ordering your bees and putting in it. Yeah. You do have to know a little bit about bees, uh, the anatomy, uh, pest and disease, uh, mm -hmm. when to feed, if to, you're going to choose to feed, uh, how to feed. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit complicated uh, in that way. you yeah. you got to learn the timing. Uh, but as far as it being uh, really... Um, time consuming it doesn't have to be uh, you can make it what you want uh, you can start off with one or two hives or yeah uh, i kind of jumped in with five hives my very first season that was a little bit much uh, <laughs> but, but you've got 60 now uh well that depends on what winter did to me uh, so uh -huh. we'll, we'll get in there and figure out in the next uh week or so what what's taking place and, and if there's any dead outs and uh, how to clean that clean that equipment up and get ready and it's time to start adding brood builder and get your queen stimulated and start preparing uh, I know it seems kind of odd to say that in the middle of winter but yeah. spring is coming the honey flow is going to come and so you got to uh, be mindful of where you want your bees 
to be populous wise mm -hmm. uh, when that honey flow starts. And so there is a little bit of science that you got to put into this. Uh, yeah. So actually, it's quite a bit of science. <laughs> actually, you, you, you're, you're throwing that down a little bit, but there's a, a little lot bit. Of yeah, you got. You, they're like your children. You got to keep them well. That's true. You do have to keep them well, yeah. and and you kind of you kind of got to know uh, about. It's kind of like being a bee veterinarian. Uh, mm -hmm. You kind of got to know those things, be able to identify when they're getting sick or if they've got a virus or something like that, when to medicate. Um, but you can learn that uh, with time, uh, with being part of your local uh, beekeeping organizations. You don't have to uh, do it all on your own. Uh, you can get some knowledge over the Internet, you know, mm -hmm. and online, but you got to be aware of uh, what those things are you can really put your faith and your trust in and so uh, what I'm what I've kind of found is plug in in your local organizations mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of those organizations you've got people been keeping bees 20 30 40 years yeah around here and and so that is that is a vital resource that, that you can take advantage of yeah and so that's one thing that I always suggest is don't just do the internet thing and order your bees and order your hives. Plug in somewhere where you can get some education. Partner with a mentor. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll come work with you and help you. And then if I have a question, uh, I can call you and you come take a look at my bees and see yeah. what I can go, where we can go from there. Let me ask you a question. I've never asked this with Zane as many times as he's been on the show, which is quite frequently. Has there ever been a hive of bees that you were more fond of than any others because <laughs> I, I i i think of bees as it's kind of like uh your dogs or your cats or whatever but you receive <laughs> you you're not you you receive a lot of gratification that's fun from that <laughs> It's, it's funny you say that you you get a lot of gratification from your cat your dog yeah. your parrot your, yeah. your 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 weasel parakeet parakeet whatever pet you may yeah. have but let me tell you uh you could get a lot of satisfaction from your bees but they're not your pet yeah <laughs> uh, it, you'll go out but there, you love them yeah, you love them and you, you care for them. You couldn't do that unless you, do, you had that. Oh, before. you do. You, it's a it's a very beekeepers are passionate people. Yeah, We're, you gotta kind of be hardcore a little bit because you got to go out in the middle of winter to make sure they got feed. Hundred degree heat, you got to put on a full suit. Some do, some don't. I do. I'm I'm a one that doesn't like pain, and so I full. They still will sting you even though they get uh, adjusted to you. It's not your cat. It's not oh, your dog. Oh, yeah. You could pet them if you want to try to, but yeah. I, I'm not going to because sooner or later you're going to go out to that hive and you're going to think it's a beautiful day. It's calm. The sun is shining. The wind yeah. is not blowing very hard. This is great. Mm -hmm. But what you don't know is a skunk or a possum or something's been out there scratching at your hive all night. And when you get out there and you pop that top, they're frustrated. And, and, 
So a possum, I have never heard that before. I, I'm just saying an animal, whatever. Oh, okay. Some, all right. All right. A, a rabbit. It, it doesn't make yeah. any difference. Something has been messing with your hives. And okay. So, what, what, uh, what he's talking about, it could very Why well. Why are you trying to explain to me what he's talking about? <laughs> because you don't know. Is your mind quicker than <laughs> mine? <laughs> I just want to clarify one thing. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's not uncommon. These old skunks will come around at <laughs> night, and they'll rear up on the hive, and they'll scratch on it. And the reason right. they do that is the bee will come out to check on it, and they'll grab that bee and eat him, take off. But they're not after the honey. They're after the no, bees. No, they're after the bees. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, they'll That's do correct. that. And other animals will do that, too. They get desperate sometimes, I guess, yeah. until that old bee kind of turns around and stings that tongue. And then they're off. They take off. Oh my! But you know, Truman, we have we are so fortunate and blessed by having the Tennessee beekeepers from all over the state yes, coming into Murfreesboro, yeah, Rutherford yeah. County yeah, next month. And David, I think, can tell us a lot about what's going to happen. And I, I you know, I I don't know. I'm not sure. But I hear there's going to be a lot of great, really great guest speakers coming in from different places. And uh, it, this is going to be an opportunity for all of our beekeepers in this county. It'll be easy to get into Murfreesboro, mm -hmm. into uh, MTSU, because this is spring break for the kids. There'll yeah. be plenty of parking. And this is just going to be a great venue. It is great attraction. Uh, Murfreesboro is a great place to come, as yeah. we all know. First time but, it's ever been here. Yeah, and, and and there's so many things that are putting Murfreesboro on the map right now. Mm -hmm. And, of course, everybody's wanting to move here. <laughs> and and um, even the bees are wanting to move here. So it's, 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 it really is a great attraction. Uh, where do you find the guest speakers, David, to come in here and, and uh, really educate our people? There are guest speakers uh, from within the state yeah. and other well-known speakers um, throughout the country that are coming in yeah. for this conference. Uh, can I go over just a few? Sure, I tell sure. You, it's your got, show today. All right, so, <laughs> no, it's still the Truman Show. Oh, no. Until you retire. And that is coming up, big boy. <laughs> when when a, a great city like Smyrna gives you the key to the city, then... <laughs> Then I, 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 I've done all I can do. That, that, that was it. a great uh, uh, special gift from uh, Smyrna. Mary Esther, the mayor, and, and her daddy, Coon Victory, and Brian Hercules. It, it, you don't realize it. Uh, Brian Hercules is uh, a longtime descendant from the real Hercules. You know, I grew up with he's Hercules. He's huge. He's huge, yeah. I did. I grew up with Hercules. Yeah. I watched it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turned into a beekeeper. For some reason. Yeah. All right. Fire uh, on. Back, back Fire to this on, conference. Back to the conference. <laughs> now, the speakers that are coming in, we've got uh, uh, Mike Studer. We've got mm -hmm. Jay. Is it Heschel Swert? Virginia Webb, Jessica Dodd Davis, Cayman Reynolds. Mm -hmm. uh, Cayman Reynolds just put on his own conference, Hive Life Conference. Yeah. Um, had 800 beekeepers wow. in Tennessee. Fabulous conference. Uh, so he's coming. He's going to be a, a, a presenter. 
Uh, we've got uh, Naranza Noel Blunt, Cam Delegati, uh, gosh. Phil Kraft, uh, Kazi Hare, Gary Reuter, Larry Malay, David Glover and Kevin Woods, Dr. Jennifer Saruta, Keith Riggle, uh, Jeannie Som, uh, Diana Pace is going to be a moderator. So is uh, Chris Kinzer. Um, but some of the topics that we're talking about. Are any of these people from Murfreesboro with those last names? I don't know if they're, I don't know. The, the, Did you practice those? Not pronouncing really. them? And, and I'm sure I butchered a few of them. <laughs> what about our local Rockvale boy? You don't even know who I'm talking about, do you? I don't. I'm I'm from Asia. Yeah. <laughs> Zane knows Mr. Elrod. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Keith Elrod. He yeah. knows Keith Elrod. Hold on. Yeah. Let, let me let me say. You know, we were talking earlier before we began about you being partially deaf and having a hard time hearing things. Say that again. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, about you being partially deaf and not hearing things, I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and so you said that, and I'm, my my mind did not register what you said. And I'm like, who? <laughs> but uh, but he you're, knows a lot, you're a lot of fun, David. I Keith like Elrod was a Tennessee beekeeper of the year a couple yes. of three years yeah. ago. Yes. I mean, he's well known throughout the state. Through Rutherford, yeah. And, and, I, and his mama worked with me for years. I did not hear you. Yeah. I did hear you say Mr. Elrod. And so that, that kind of locked me in right there. <laughs> And uh, and I do thank you for the us being here and, and laughing and cutting up. I was wondering if this was a, a black tie affair type thing, or is this blue jeans? I haven't and... worn a tie in 40 years, big boy. <laughs> so I was wondering, which type of person do you need to be when you come to this thing? And so I'm kind of glad. That Just be yourself. We've sit here and had a good time, you know, before the show, so I appreciate that. Yeah. But the, the, the speakers, the topics that are going to be taught, or second to none. Yeah, and and the facility at MTSU, mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a a newer facility. It's beautiful, uh, and so we yeah. can't wait to go in and be a part of that. They are working with us. They it uh, if you want cold sandwiches uh, and box lunches, you can have that. But it, if you want to go downstairs, they've got all the restaurants that are going to be opened up. Uh, this is really really going to be a nice facility. Yeah. Uh, or a nice facility and a nice conference and so you know one thing about this conference that that is amazes me and i have people all of the time to ask me i really would like to get into beekeeping how could i get a start into it what do i need to do well number one this is it oh, this yeah. is a way for you to get into beekeeping yeah you so. can learn from the beginning beekeeper to the seasoned beekeeper mm -hmm. uh, you could pick the courses that you want to go to listen to the speakers that you want to hear and you can go as deep as you want to in this so, is that you not me not me <laughs> somebody oh, come on david i bet that was your phone no, mine's on silent they don't even make that noise no then it's mine then <laughs> um beekeeping is a great hobby and it, it gets you in touch with so many interesting people but almost everywhere you go in the country part of rutherford county david they have honey they have a large group of honey in jars and one thing zane taught me a long time ago is 
if you have allergies like me, everybody in Tennessee has allergies. And uh, it, it's, it's one of the best, uh, it's, it's not a cure, but it makes them better. The, 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 uh, the part of it where you start stopping up and things like that. Uh, honey is a great um, uh, medicine, you might say. In some respects, it's a, it's a medicine. And uh, the fun that you have doing it is, is really uh, at the top of the of the list when you when you start talking about it. I absolutely fell in love with it, and so my my first experience, uh, the way I got into it is I had to have two spinal surgeries back, Ooh, back to back. Heart. I mean, back to back. Yeah. And so I had always been interested in beekeeping, but I'd been afraid of it. I'm like, no way. Uh, and so that's only nut pe nutty people do that, you know. And so that was kind of, I'm like, no, you, I, I was afraid of it. Yeah. And so anyway, when I was down for a while, uh, when I was going down, I bought a couple of books. And one of the books say, uh, that I read as I went through it, and it just intrigued me even more. But one of the books at the very last line, it said, if you're still interested or thinking about this, then why don't you see about joining a local organization? Mm -hmm. And so right then, I, I, I looked up local organizations, Memphis, Tennessee, and it took me to Memphis Area Beekeepers. Hmm. And so I went and I went to the site and I looked at Memphis Area Beekeepers, and it just so happened they were having an all-day short course in about two weeks. And so I went online and I registered, and uh, I went to the short course, uh, went to the course and was sitting there and, and it just I thought okay I'm going to do this this yeah. is okay so I run upstairs uh, and Chuck Collins with the bee barn was there and so mm -hmm. I ordered some bees uh, and, I, and I purchased two complete hive sets you know double deep boxes uh, double honey supers two full sets of everything then I run back down and uh, finished the course and I went back home and so when I got home, my wife goes, she goes, uh, honey, how was the course? And I went, well, that's a matter of perspective. Yeah. And she goes, what do you mean it's a matter of perspective? And I said, well, I loved it. I enjoyed it. And I said, in fact, I ordered uh, two nukes and two full hives, and I've got the equipment outside, and I'm going to go put it all together. Uh, I, I said, you on the other hand may have a different perspective because I spent about a thousand dollars. So, wait a minute. What did you get for a thousand dollars? I got bees and hives and frames and foundations. I got everything in the did world. Did you have to put it all together and everything? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. The bee suit, the equipment, everything yeah. that's needed. And this is this is another point about the conference. There will be beekeeping supply people that will be there yeah uh, go ahead and uh, tell us a little about that yeah we've got sponsors and vendors that are going to be there and they've sponsored everything from uh, speakers mm -hmm. to uh, food to breaks and so we've got a lot of speakers and vendors going to be there we've got maple bend beekeeping supplies they're going to be there day mm -hmm. dant is going to be there Man Lake is going to be there, Hoover Hives, Rossman Apiaries, Harbin Hollow, Honeybee Tennessee is going to be there, mm -hmm. Miller Bee Supply, Smoky Ridge Honey. Uh, we've got a number of vendors going to be there. 
and I, I would uh, in, encourage the listeners or any beekeepers that think they may be in need of supplies at this point in time to contact one of these uh, vendors. And, and if you need something, you can contact them and see if they might be able to bring it to the conference. And then that yeah. way you don't have to worry about – now, I'm not saying this deal has been worked out, but what I'm saying is you can contact them and they might be able to bring some of the, what you need uh, to the show that may uh, help you a little bit. But, but really what I'm asking is that I, the beekeepers of Tennessee, yeah, these people have sponsored our conference. Mm-hmm. They're supporting us as a, a state – uh, organization and so what I would really like to put out is an appeal for the beekeepers of Tennessee to support these sponsors yeah I think that's important the vendors that are there like if I'm a new beekeeper or any kind of beekeeper I, I should say but especially a new beekeeper you can go there and talk to the vendors and get a good idea of what the prices would be of the equipment mm-hmm. now uh, at this point in time, equipment has not gone up substantially like a lot of other things. Yeah. So if you need something, it'd probably be a good time. And my experience is this. If I call up one of these vendors ahead of time and I need some supplies, they'll bring it to the, the conference and there, there won't be any charges for shipping and so on. Uh, and that's a good reason for yeah. people who want to get in right. to the beekeeping business or, or I don't consider it a business but for some it would be yeah. uh, that, that they would have the connections all the connections they need mm-hmm. to be successful in beekeeping yeah, the mentor programs kind of assure that a little bit if you're willing to take the time and put into it and, and learn and work your bees and stuff like that when you're supposed to uh, it it is quite enjoyable. One one thing, or two things. Before I get into that real quick, mm-hmm. I just want to put that caveat there that we haven't arranged any deals for free shipping or anything like that. I, yeah. I, 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 but but you can contact them and ask if they could bring it. So I don't want to put that on any of the vendors mm-hmm. uh, if it hadn't been arranged. But do you do you have a really great relationship? with the people that are the, the vendors, the ones that, that sell you all the equipment and things like that. And I know, uh, talking to beekeepers here in Rutherford County, that the people who uh, are beekeepers and their residents in Rutherford County, they take care of each other. They reach out to them and and make sure that they have everything. And if they run into a problem, the new beekeepers, then I know Zane goes out to their homes and and, and, uh, make sure that that they're doing everything the way it should be done. Um, I don't think it's real complicated, but you have to know the ins and outs uh, of uh, how things go on. I know when swarms happen here, uh, a lot of times they'll call Zane, and Zane will go out and make sure all those things are taken care of. That's the importance of building those relationships. Yeah. And so going to the uh, monthly meetings with your local uh, beekeeping organizations, uh, developing your individual mentorship with a seasoned beekeeper, mm-hmm. uh, that's the beauty, and it's part of the passion of beekeeping as a whole because – 
it, it, my wife said when I first got into it, she didn't know what I was saying because I'd always come home and I'd be talking about bees and a swarm or, or varroa mites or mm-hmm. things like that. And she would go, uh, it's a whole different language. Yeah. yeah. But when you learn this stuff, it, it's the community, like you said, of, of Rutherford County coming together and working with one another. It's not just Rutherford County. That's statewide. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe that's pretty much uh, countrywide with with beekeepers there's a mindset that that we're we've learned from other people that we don't always get it right sometimes you can do the absolute best you can and and, and prepare your bees for the winter do everything right uh and kent wilson kent williams will tell you your bees still die mm-hmm. and and so you could do it all right like that but the the thing is that community is there to, to support and care about one another and, and make sure that you obtain the right education and how to do it and so you can have sustainable beekeeping, be successful in it. Yeah. And, and those relationships uh, are, are extremely important and, and become a high priority in the community uh, as a whole because uh, if my bees get sick, uh, say if, if I get a, a, a American fowl brood in my hives, mm-hmm. and the bees fly, you know, just say six to eight miles, then if, if I don't take care of my bees and my bees get that disease, uh, then as they spread and they drift and go into other hives within that region, those hives might get it. And then yeah. those, bees, those bees fly to another hive, and so it spreads. And so I need to know my community of beekeepers around me also so that if I find something in my hives that I could call the state and I could, they could come out and test and, and verify what may or may not be in your hives uh, and then contact those around you uh, mm-hmm. to keep their hives healthy. So you, it's not just you're in beekeeping for yourself. Yeah. I mean, you are. It's your business, you know, and there's a lot of things you can do in that but what you do in your business, in your apiaries, uh, as far as hygiene and health and all that, it does affect the beekeeper next to you or close to you. And so you've got to pay some attention. And so you do have to learn some stuff. You learn more about nature keeping bees than any other thing that I can think of. Man, we, I mean, we, not just nature itself, but also. I mean, the the likenesses to a church and Christianity and working together, yeah, uh, coming together as one. I mean, you got fifty, sixty thousand bees mm-hmm. in a hive, and they're working as one unit, you know. And and so you, to take those examples and begin to apply that to your life and realize that you're part of something that's actually bigger than you are. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Makes you wonder if God, the very first thing that <laughs> right. God did was put bees on there. It makes life come alive. It's up high on the alphabet. I mean, yeah. that's all I can say. I mean, they may have come before an elephant. Well, well we know that bees have been around for millions of years because <laughs> they have been found in amber, you know, <laughs> thousands of years ago. What? All right. Uh, who, who said that? Uh-oh. Who said what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> You're in trouble now. He's going to ask you to another, prove it. That's another scientific. <laughs> I, th- I think my brain just broke. So let's take a quick break. All right. 
from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Carly Henry, and I love Adams Place. One of the main reasons I love it is because I feel safe here, and I feel like it's home, and I feel like the people here is my family. People here are very interesting. We all come from various backgrounds, and I just think that Adams Place is the premier facility of this type, then it's a good choice. And I love Adams Place. Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't gonna change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Catch the Del Wamsley Radio Show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, here on News Radio WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Whether you're a student, alumni, or just a fan, Raider Tees has exactly what you need to help you cheer on the Blue Raiders on game days and every moment in between. We sell officially licensed Blue Raider gear. Whether it's clothing, hats, flags, chairs, or just whatever, we have it all, including exclusive gear you won't find anywhere else. Like us on Facebook for updates on new Blue Raider gear and special prices or discounts. For all your Blue Raider gear, shop Raider Tees today. Bigger, better, and go blue! Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. A group focused on the separation of church and state is taking aim at Tennessee. The Freedom From Religion Foundation is targeting the decision, announced during Governor Bill Lee's State of the State address last month, to partner with a private Christian institution to open public charter schools. The foundation says the decision to partner with Hillsdale College is a violation of the Tennessee Constitution, which guarantees that no citizen shall be, quote, compelled to attend, erect, or support any place of worship. Governor Lee says the curriculum will be public classical secular education. Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron has announced the launch of Plan Rutherford, an initiative to engage residents and stakeholders in shaping a vision for the county's future. Ketron says the county's population has been growing by nearly 700 new residents monthly since 2010. By 2045, the population expected to exceed a half a million. The plan Rutherford will enable the county to address long-term infrastructure needs and other population needs. The county government will host a public kickoff at the Lane Agri Park Tuesday, March 1st. There will be activities for children as well as food trucks and information booths throughout the area. The latest surge in COVID-19 cases caused by the Omicron variant once again disrupted an economic recovery that has been uneven to date. Economic challenges associated with Omicron and future variants could once again depress consumer spending, piling on top of an unusual decrease in consumer expenditures during the pandemic's first year. 
For most of the last 60 years, consumer spending has increased year over year, even during economic downturns. But from 2019 to 2020, overall consumer spending fell by 2.6 percent, the largest year-over-year decline since the Great Recession. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. Bell Jewelers has three gemologists on staff, so we're able to do any appraisal or gemstone identification in our store. Nothing has to be sent out. So we can take care of your appraisal needs, whether it be for homeowners, insurance replacement purposes, estate purposes, or if you're looking to sell your jewelry, Bell Jewelers can help you. We do them in-house. Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church, located at 1124 Brinkley Ave right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. A wind advisory will go into effect here Thursday morning. We'll see partial sunshine developing this afternoon, high in the upper 60s. South winds at 10 to 20, gusting as high as 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 50. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Zane Cantrell and David Hale. And David is from uh, the lower part of the state, western part. What are you saying, Zane? (laughs) Or what are you saying, Mr. Truman? (laughs) Sorry about that. Are you trying to <laughs> aggravate me, David? Not at all. Not here, at all. here, you're not even from here. <laughs> all right, let, let's. You, you. We were talking off the air, and we were talking about where you lived, yes, and um, it, it, it's it's in the near Memphis uh, area. Correct. And uh, tell me about uh, where your um, bees are you you got a partner correct that deals with you correct and, and I, I was thinking you know in memphis there's there's no place that i know of that anybody could raise bees tell me how you got into this a little bit as far as what this particular individual did for you it's, uh, uh, yes it's the uh, warren family and their farmers and uh-huh. so what we did my father-in-law is a driver for them ah and so uh, they've been in farming for quite a while, got quite a bit of land. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we were just getting into bees, uh, me and my partner. We don't have a lot of land between us. Yeah. And uh, so we're trying to expand our bees and our apiaries. And so my father-in-law was talking uh, to the farmers there and about the land and what they have. And he said, hey, you know, if y'all do cotton or if y'all do soybeans and things like that, y'all could benefit from bees. And I know somebody that's in bees. Yeah. And so that connection was made. And uh, we began to uh, put, you know, two hives and then made it four hives and built it up and things like that. It start, started that relationship. Well, one day um, we uh, were talking to them about bees and they've got a, a rather large uh, lease or they own the land or something mm-hmm. down toward the river bottoms. And um, so he said, hey, get in the truck. I'm going to take you down and show you something. So we went down there. That's rich land. And, and it's down on the bottoms there. Yeah. there. It probably overlooks, I don't know, five, ten thousand 10,000 acres. I don't know. It's huge, huge, yeah. you know, uh, right there on the bottoms. And so there was a mudslide uh, uh, coming off of a hill. And so mm-hmm. it, it, it come down, and they had taken uh, tops of it off, and, and it had gotten down to hard uh, gravel and rocks and stuff yeah. like that. So they kind of stopped. And so... What they'd done, they'd went up through there and, and dosed that thing flat, and they'd put like a five or six-foot windbreak all the way around it, stuff mm-hmm. like that, put a little road going up there to it. And uh, so they drove us up there, and they go, uh, this is for y'all. Wow. And so you you could put your bees up here. You could mm-hmm. establish an apiary up here. It, it's probably uh, an acre and a half, two acres up mm-hmm. on top of the flat part. And he said, you do with whatever you want to do. This is for your bees. And so, but you, what's beautiful is when you get off and you walk up there and you look over that windbreak and you just look right there at all that flat land down below you, 25 or 30 feet. And then you can actually look right over past that a little bit and see the Mississippi River. That's unbelievable. It's beautiful. And, yeah. But that goes to speak about the community yeah, uh, and the need not just for beekeepers to work together, but also for beekeepers and farmers and beekeepers mm-hmm. and master gardeners. This thing is much larger than just uh, uh, a, a jar, a golden jar at the end of our arms. Yeah. Now, there's much more importance to what we do as beekeeping uh, in, in the, the economy of Tennessee and every state. Uh, uh, as far as uh, farming, mm-hmm. uh, our ag partners, uh, things of that nature, there's a much bigger uh, purpose than just selling that jar of honey if we really get down to thinking about the importance of what we do. And so that's the, the purpose for the conferences. That's the purpose of going to uh, uh, the working with the Tennessee Department of Agriculture and other Mm -hmm. farmers and sustainable farming and sustainable beekeeping, it all goes hand in hand. And so that's the, and I'll I'll give credit, Mr. Kerr, our our past president, he has really pushed us Mm -hmm. to to think about that and, and, and how we can better ourselves through education, how we can better uh, farmers through education and, and, and us to get beyond just the, my mentality or, or my family, my business, 
but also the business that's affected by that through the community and throughout the state. And so, so I give him a lot of credit for that because sometimes those conversations have been a little uncomfortable, maybe for us. Yeah. And, and so I do thank him for that because uh, it's a challenge, sometimes difficult to hear. It'd be like telling farmers, hey, your mono crops are, are you know, we like to say that they're, the farmers are hurting us, but I, I like to say maybe we're hurting ourselves maybe more than the farmers are because we're not getting the education we need and we're not learning what we need to do to keep our bees alive. And so the successes in beekeeping and farming go hand in hand. And, and, and so too may be the failures if we don't work together. And so I, I think that's a large part of what we need to do in in our through our, our pick Tennessee conference that we're going to, yeah, uh, starting tomorrow or through uh, Ag Days, Ag Day on the Hill, or through the uh, the Ag conference that we went to a few weeks back. Yeah. Those partnerships are highly important, uh, and and us beginning to focus outside of just what we sell, mm-hmm. you know, beeswax, you know, wax products honey, propolis, you know, those things. It's critically important. That's the way you make a living. But but there's also a greater purpose that we've got to focus on as well. You're taking me back. I, I have a, an unbelievable imagination. I'm one of these people <laughs> that I had rather uh, listen to a ball game and watch a ball game. Um, and I don't want to listen to all this political crap. But it takes me back to the old South. You were talking about cotton and some of the other things that we were famous for. And then you'd say all these thousands of acres. I haven't even thought about that for since I was a kid because we had a lot of open land and things like that. But, but when you've got uh, something that's really a miracle and a blessing, Oh, uh, for the, the the old west part of uh, the state of Tennessee, I think of Memphis area just being all city and and uh, so much different than than what we all grew up in down here in in, in the South. But that uh, it 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 just ignited my imagination when you started talking about that. That had to have been something special. We've got one apiary, and, and we call it Eagle. It's Eagle Bees is what uh-huh. we've named this. It's, it's, it's on a reserve. You have to open the iron gate, go through. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's Chickasaw Basin. There's yeah. a, a levee, and you go down that road. But when you look to the left, and it is keyed, it's keyed, it's secured. Mm-hmm. But when you go down that road, you're on the levee road, and you're driving to the right. Mm-hmm. That's where all the reservoir water, the runoff goes and things like that. Yeah. And it's very, very similar to real foot. Oh, wow. And, I mean, it's got ducks. It's got fish jumping. It's got a huge eagle's nest up there where the eagles fly. And, and so we call that apiary our eagle bees. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely, if you're looking that way, it's breathtaking. If you look back over here, you got the city of Millington. And, and so it's just that difference from one, literally from one side of the road mm-hmm. to the other. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's, there's, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. And you so, ever have tourists go through we, that area? No, we have, no, it's, it's secure. Stay it's away like from that, that huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's locked up. Uh, it's, there's three or four farmers back there. And uh, so we were blessed enough, again, with a different farmer that said, hey, I've got this. And, and so I would like to put bees on it. Uh, oh, and by the way, I'm going to sow um, white clover. I'm going to sow clover there. Oh, a, that's great. A, as a ground cover. Yeah. And we go, hey, we'll put, we'll be, yeah, we'll be more than glad to put our bees there. So, but we have been extremely blessed because... I know people that are leaving Collierville or Memphis and driving way over into Arkansas to work their bees, mm -hmm. and and we've got access to a considerable amount of land if, if we want to. We're not going to run out of a place to put bees. Yeah. Um, and we our maximum drive from our homes is about twelve minutes. And the uh, farmers over there, they it. Their crops have probably just absolutely um, been special since the bees were there. It does pollination does help, but but my my concern is we're not we're doing our best mm -hmm. to grow our apiaries and put the bees where we need to put them for for those crops. Mm -hmm. But uh, our deal was this: we've started extremely small with just a few. Mm -hmm. And so we made a deal with these farmers. We won't charge you pollination fees, and you don't charge us for a place to put our bees. Hmm. And so that was I never even thought about having a kind of a open contract, I guess. Ours is an open contract, but there are pollination contracts where the beekeepers move their bees and they mm -hmm. charge. Mm -hmm. But for our situation, we didn't have a place to do this. Mm-hmm. And so when the introduction was made with our farmers, that was the deal that we made. So, we, But we had no earthly idea that it was going to give us access to thousands of acres. We, we, you, know, you know, it was like, well, I've, got, I've run a farm, and you can put some bees behind this place. Mm -hmm. We had no idea what, what was actually being presented to us. Yeah. And so, yeah, extremely blessed. Did you bring any of those farmers? Or are they going to be up here? Uh, they're not. That, that would be great. I think uh, the beekeepers would love to hear that. It, it's amazing. Um, we don't see them enough. But, uh, and they said that's okay because they're busy and we're busy. But don't forget to bring us a case of honey every now and then. So <laughs> we're going like that. We won't forget. We out, can, out in a place like this, David, how do you keep up with the swarms during the swarm and swarm season? <laughs> That's or funny. do you let them go? <laughs> That's funny. Me and my partner, we've got a we've got a deal because when you drive up to our apiaries, he, their business is autonomous. Our business mm -hmm. is autonomous. But when we get to the beehives or to the apiaries. His bees are on the left, mm -hmm. my bees are on the right. Okay. And so what we try to do is we, we go to work together, you know, that way we've got some kind of partnership there to help us and it kind of lightens the load for working. And so we've got this deal. It's, <laughs> if we drive up, and so I say, Dennis, how you doing? And if he says, I'm doing well, I'm about to get me some free bees. At that point, there's a swarm somewhere, mm -hmm. and he's already spotted it, and it doesn't make any difference 
where it came from. Those are his bees. Or so if if he drives up and I'm there and I say, he asked me, David, how are you doing? And I say, I'm doing fine. I'm about to get some free bees. <laughs> then those, wherever they're at right in there, those are my bees. So I'll have, have you ever had an argument over that? Oh no, no, because that's our that's a set standard. That's, yeah, that's that's what it is. But you have I, to have a really good friend. To be he is. Into that. It's phenomenal. The, yeah. the work relationship is great. But yeah. but he has. Now I have gotten a little frustrated a time or two, not with him, mm -hmm. but just with the fact that he got my Mark Queen. Uh oh, <laughs> and so he still giggle. He'll chase a high. He'll chase his form. He goes, David. I think I caught one of your Mark Queens, and but that's the nature of our relationship. It's the nature of the beast, and so whoever uh, gets there first, gets whoever the sees it. But that's kind of the way we do around here too. If I get a call, they might get get a hold of me the first time, and I'll call them back. Well, by the time I get there, another beekeeper is already there, and that's fine, just yeah. whoever gets it. And let me tell you a little story, uh, and, and I don't know if this has happened to you before, but uh, I had a friend call me, uh, I believe it was Saturday. Uh, they were doing some logging out on his farm. He's got a large farm. They were doing logging, and one of the trees they cut down. Now, this is in the wintertime now. It's mm -hmm. cold, mm -hmm. and uh, it's full of bees. So I went out this week and uh, I cut them out for them, put them in a hive, and uh, I'm just going to let them stay there. I'm going to give them to them if they survive. I don't know if they will in right. this kind of weather. It's just, you know, it's a 50-50 chance you have uh, in doing that. And this tree was gigantic, and it, it took a while to ever cut it to where I could get to the bees and get them out of there. Wouldn't the bees be happier there in that big tree? They would, but the tree had been cut down and already <laughs> logged out. <laughs> you, you, you're just like some government agency coming in there and getting them out of there. Well, you'd Bless be happier. You'd be happier at your home unless somebody run a bulldozer through the <laughs> middle of it. <laughs> but but that's not too big. Oh, by the way, on that great big farm you got over there in is, is it Millington or it's in like the Tipton, Tipton County area, just north of Millington. Yeah. Uh, do you have many trees on that property? Uh, no, not really. There, there are some. Uh, would, would, would some of the bees actually go to some of those trees? Now, there's some little trees around there that are starting to sprout up and grow yeah. around. They may be 10 feet, 12 feet tall, something like yeah. that. But they're mo it's mostly in sun. So the bees, you know, bees. a lot of people say put them out in full sun. But it's up high. It's got a windbreak. It's out toward the sun. And so usually when by the time we come around get through the the field road, drive up that little hill going up the bluff. And by the time we, the nose of the truck turns down, yeah. you could usually see a big black ball, you know, hanging in a tree about eight or yeah. 10 feet up. And it's because it, they're little trees, they're little saplings. And so it's pretty, it, it's pretty easy to spot, you know, right off the bat. When you pull up, you go, oh, there it is. Dennis is just, a, he, he's, I just look for the black circle. Yeah, he's, he's, he sees the little black ball, and then he goes, yep, those are mine. If you got these real tall trees that get up there at the top of those trees, you just have to let them go because you can't get them. Yeah, you have to realize that you can't get them all. I caught myself one time. Now, here I am. I've had eight broken spines, okay? How in the world did you do that? That's just, that's a whole another hour show. I'd be glad to come back for that okay. one. What not to do health-wise. But, but with that... Uh, I've caught myself on 
on 24-foot extension ladders, just mm-hmm. extended as high as it can go, going up to the top, the top of the ladder barely touching a limb, trying to get these bees, mm-hmm. trying to get a swarm. And so my son was there, and I'm up there on top of this ladder, and then it hits me, dude, you break easily. <laughs> so then I think, what in the world am I doing up here trying to, I love bees, and, mm-hmm. but then you it had it finally it just kind of hit you know it's not worse yeah really taking that chance and getting hurt so i we set a limit you know if we've got to go up so high we're done we we've got ladder is one of the most dangerous tools you have yeah we'll get up about 20 feet and and so you're, you're not only if you were standing on there being trying to be secure that's one thing yeah but you got a box you're trying to put bees in you got some kind of brush you got some kind of other kind of tool with you you're trying to hold the box. You're trying to shake the limb. You're hanging 20 feet up in the air, and you got your leg through the rung of the ladder trying to secure yourself with your legs so you can work with two hands. That's crazy. Yeah, well, got what, you're, what, what you're explaining to me is that, that property down there, it's like living in Nebraska or Iowa or something like that where you don't even want to build a house on it because the land's too valuable. Well, the other thing is that Mississippi River, it swells. Yeah. And so it'll swell, and it'll come all the way up to about where we're at, just, you know, shy, you know, 100 feet or so from the bottom part of where we have our bees at. And so you go through a field road and all that kind of stuff, and then it go over a cover, and then it's just dirt. Yeah. You know, so you've got the ruts of the tractor and everything else, but you've got that water there. So you can't build on it. I mean, it, it's, it's bottomland. It's farmland. You so. ever see showboats go down through there? Do they still have them? Do you I, know what I'm talking I have, about? Let's just, I'm going to go with the word barges. I've been on paddle boats. No, you're talking about showboats, <laughs> paddle boats? No, no I'm talking about <laughs> showboats where they have entertainers and they go down and they'll stop at certain places. Now, I've got gray on. hair, but I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember them, big boy. <laughs> but but uh, isn't it great that Tennessee? It's 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 kind of uh, locked into three different places. You got yeah, East Tennessee, really Middle is. Tennessee, and West Tennessee, and they're so different. They really are. If you want to take a trip somewhere, just go to one of the three different uh, branches of the state of Tennessee. They've all got something different and something beautiful to offer. Yeah, they and, do. And beekeeping in all three of those areas, you know, mm-hmm. west, middle, and east, it's completely different. Yeah. And so what you can do in west Tennessee may not work in east Tennessee, and what you do in east Tennessee may not work in west Tennessee. Yeah. That's the necessity of coming to conferences and being a part of beekeeping communities so if you're in one area of the state and you move to another area of the state, beekeeping's different. Yeah. So it's plugging. Even though you may be a beekeeper for 25 years, if you change regions or you change elevations or you change, you know, the climate that you keep bees in, you might have to learn another technique or two uh, in order to be successful in that area. Yeah. And so, so you never stop learning beekeeping. I mean, it's con- it's a continual process. If and you're di- and it's it. really different in in the mountainous area of East Tennessee too. The way you, way you keep your bees and secure them. Yeah, yeah. And you have to fight the black bears. That's right. You've got to secure them. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it, when exactly? I know that we're 
I just now looked at my watch. Uh, we're getting close to the end. Tell me again about where it's going to be and what the uh, um, education process is going to be like. And uh, I, I presume a lot of these people that are coming in from the Memphis area, the Knoxville area, Gatlinburg or whatever, uh, I imagine a lot of these will be staying right here in Murfreesboro. Correct. Uh, some are coming in Thursday night. Some of the people are going to help prepare for the final uh, big start of the conference will be coming in on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. uh, but the way this thing is set up is you come in, you register, and you're a part of it, you know, if you haven't already pre-registered. Mm -hmm. But then, so there'll be a welcome and a greeting and, and welcome of dignitaries, that type of thing in the morning mm -hmm. uh, when you first get there. And then there'll be like breakout sessions. And so there might be uh, four different areas breakout sessions mm -hmm. with different speakers and so you choose the topic i mean just an example on the first one it's pest and disease in the hive mm. you know keeping your bees healthy yeah one is common mistakes observations from the state inspector one is russian queen breeding uh, one is uh, tennessee bees for kids program so oh, there's wow. going to be a, a short course for kids that want so to get into So you can bring bees. your friend, a family in. Exactly. You yeah. can bring your family and have a good time. And so what you do at that point, when you get to that stage, then there will be a breakout. You choose where you want to go at that time. Mm -hmm. And so you go out for three or four different sessions uh, or a session during that time. You choose mm -hmm. what you want. And when that's over, we come back. We have a break. And then there's another group that'll be taught by different speakers, you know, mm -hmm. one through five or whatever it may be. Uh, and you choose that topic that you want to go to. If you need wow. queen rearing, then you go to queen rearing. If you need to learn about pest and disease, you go to pest and disease. If you want to know about honey production and um, uh, things like that. What swarm you catching. Swarm catching, yeah, exactly. You choose the education opportunities that, that, that you go to. So what you've got is you have something for the, the first-timers. Correct. And then you have the, the ones that uh, are very much experienced in beekeeping. Yes, and, and, and there's also uh, question and answer times. Mm -hmm. So there will be if well, you just kind of stop the show and say, okay, here's the deal. If you've got questions at this point and you want to present, you, could, you, can, you can ask them. You can mm -hmm. write them down, send them toward the front. And, and we have the panel that'll be there and can answer your questions. And so there's something that beekeepers at any level can come and continue to grow in their, their, their passion and in their craft uh, and leave there knowing that it was, it was a worthwhile event, it was worth the funds that you paid to be there, and it was well worth your time because it's something you can take back uh, and that'll stay with you and help you become uh, a better beekeeper this is one of the best things that we've had around here in murfreesboro in a long time in, in the entertainment and, and the uh, uh learning process uh make it really worthwhile especially when when you bring your family and i was wondering when uh, probably some of them will stay two or three nights when they come in here and, and it's it's a great venue for families to come into and and really experience experience something special 
the theme of this uh, this year's conference is being inspired, B E E I N G, and so we're also going to have those uh, times where people like 901 Bees, it's a nonprofit that does things with bees that has helped organizations and different entities through beekeeping, mm-hmm. uh, and then other stories as well where they've gotten into beekeeping. Um, and used beekeeping itself instead of worrying about me and my gold jar of honey they've done that uh, taken that and done great things throughout the state um uh you know the jessica dodd davis Mm -hmm. uh, with the tennessee license plate they'll do a a presentation into things that they have done through beekeeping and helping uh, schools and zoos and other entities put things together, um, give grants to schools that want to start beekeeping, help them to get uh, the beekeeping suits and get equipment that they need and hives, and then also partner them with local beekeeping organization to be their mentors. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- this is fantastic things that are happen- they're happening in beekeeping throughout Tennessee. So this being inspired Part of that is not us just not coming, having our conference about us, mm-hmm. but to highlight the importance of beekeeping throughout the entire state and what beekeeping, uh, how it's being pushed you know, outside of, of our normal taking care of ourselves and how we're using this and, and how we can take care of others as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's the being inspired. And if I can, I'd like to plug one person in particular that has... Uh, been worth her weight in gold in putting this conference together and planning it and, and postponing it and then it coming to, to March. And that's uh, Andrea Porter. Okay. Has, has been absolutely phenomenal uh, in the work that she's helped us with. And, and so you, you cannot uh, go on any, anything like this or at a conference and not say thank you to her. So she's yeah. been vitally instrumental working with uh, the regional vice presidents and, and helping us to pull this together and make this thing happen. And MTSU has been very cooperative. Yes, and I, I did not mean to, to yeah. slight them. Yeah. MTSU has worked with us and been patient with us in the delay, the postponement for COVID. How did you get a relationship with MTSU? I'm gonna be honest with you, I have not. Uh, that's been with uh, again through Andrea Porter and the previous administrations that began to put this together actually for last fall's conference. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, uh, Ms. or Mrs. Andrea Porter. Porter. Yeah. Uh, what is, what is her position? She is in a support role. She was the executive vice president. Uh-huh. And, uh, and now with this administration, <clears throat> She's come on board to work with us to to make sure uh, what she did. She planned this thing, put it in a sixty-something page binder, all the details, oh what my. had to how to dot the eyes, how to cross the T's, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. And so, when we got it uh, in a in a position where we needed a little bit more help, mm-hmm. uh, she was contacted and she graciously said, "I'll work with you and help you." Isn't that great to have people like that? It it really is. It really is. Well, have we missed anything? Have I 
have we covered everything or you guys covered it now i haven't covered anything but i, I you you are the supreme experts on this so is there anything that we may have uh, not uh, well one thing for sure there's going to be at least a thousand people connected with this beekeeping uh conference that's going to be here one way or the other, whether they're vendors, speakers, uh, people in the community who are interested in getting into beekeeping. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a vast number of people that are going to be here on the MTSU campus and also in Murfreesboro. And a lot of them will be eating out at night at many of our restaurants and we'll be spending nights here for the next, uh, for the uh, conference when it comes up so we'll have a lot of people here that are very interested in beekeeping so mm -hmm. we feel blessed to be able to host the uh, uh, Tennessee Beekeepers Association especially the Rutherford County Beekeepers we're uh, we're really excited to be the host comf uh, mm -hmm. group beekeeping group here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County you know, one thing I, uh, I tell you, David, Rutherford County has more restaurants <laughs> per capita than any other city outside of Las Vegas. Wow. We don't have all the things that Las Vegas offers, uh, uh, the slot machines and all that stuff, but it, uh, it they're going to have fun. They really will. I uh, think so, too. It, it, it's a very special and and if a lot of them, I guess beekeepers, they they keep in pretty good shape. So we have the Greenway where they can go out there and, and enjoy life to the fullest, and it's just really a. And, and I, I, but I'm so happy it's you guys that are coming in. Uh, that that's a very positive thing. Yeah, it is. And, and one thing that I want to point point out to everybody, all people are welcome. Yeah. You know, yes, you don't yes, have sir. to be. A Tennessee Beekeeper Association member. Yeah. We would like for you to be. You don't have to be a member of Rutherford County Beekeepers to come to our meetings. Yeah. We are. It is a time for all who are interested in beekeeping, want to learn more. This is a great opportunity for anyone in our community that's interested. And people love everybody. Relationships go all the way across the board. And that's one of the biggest draws in this community people coming in from all over the United States just to live here because everybody's your friend. So, and uh, you're going to find that, David, even with your sense of humor. All right, guys. <laughs> Enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank we'll you, sir. All right. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.